0: And we, are, I, we are live.
1: <laughs> we have today a very special guest. His name is Anthony Fantano, aka The Needle Drop, aka The Internet's uh, busiest music nerd. Welcome to the Fantafada, Anthony. Ooh.
2: Thank, you, thank you for renaming it just for me. Appreciate it. <laughs>
0: let's
3: let's get some Pulgasaris in the chat for uh, <laughs> Anthony Fadano.
1: Fod- uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. twitchtv slash TheFantafada. That's where you can follow us for all of our Tifada Fantano crossover news. I gotta say, uh, Anthony you might be the most controversial guest that we've had on yet.
2: <laughs> oh, really? Is it, what, so what 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 brings me on today? Is, is my is my question. <laughs> what, what brings well, me on today?
1: Well, we've been meaning to do something together for a while, no?
2: I, I, I suppose, but to, you know, there there must have been a reason for crossing over into the nether realm here.
3: Well, uh, Grimes said some things.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, we played a we played your clip from TikTok last week, like dancing oh, okay. Grimes. That I thought it. was kind of funny. I mean, we could play that again for anyone who hasn't seen it. Maybe do a little victory lap.
2: It was. I mean, I I feel like it needed to be said, but honestly, like I, you know, I felt like it was kind of obvious. You know, what 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 I said, I don't know. I, I I didn't feel like it was it was so profound as as maybe some people found it to be. I don't know.
3: Well, I I found it and interesting.
1: My chat is being so bad. <laughs>
3: I I thought it was interesting that uh you who do not self-identify as a communist have a better understanding of communism than uh over half of communist twitter.
2: <laughs> is is that a fact? I mean that's I don't really know like what communist twitter's baseline understanding of communism is usually.
3: <laughs> ba- based on your thing, yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> uh
1: yeah. Okay. No, it's 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 a bit patchy, I would say. I mean certainly you understand it better than grimes um hopefully everyone watching has seen that uh video by now but uh basically she said i have a proposition for the communists and she was like clearly (laughs) like a little bit yacked out slash maybe has been picking up elon musk's speech patterns a little bit but basically she was like, hey, if we just get AI and fully automate everything, then you can have communism because enforced farming is not a vibe and we can have all the robots do the farming. And then like someone commented some, 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 some sincere critique below it, uh, some communists, and she's like, LOL, I'm not a communist, I'm just joking around. And I was like, all right, but actually, all right, I gotta say, maybe I'm gonna get ratioed for this take, but automation, perhaps even AI, I'm not too sure I trust robots to be smart, Uh, could play a role in the communist future. It's just, uh, because yes, enforced farming, not a vibe. (laughs) But (laughs) I got to say, like we talked about this on um, the episode we did with Erbananov, I think part of it is... um, What you said, Anthony, right? It doesn't change who owns shit. It doesn't change who owns the means of production, which is, uh, you know, going to be pretty important. Because what she's basically saying in that video is like what all these techno utopians say, which is like, oh, hey, guys, um, me and my family can still be insanely rich. And you guys will be free, too, somehow if we just you just keep letting us do this technology thing, which is obviously not true. Um, But. I do think there's a role for automation in the glorious commie future. It's just about like, we need to be in, the people need to be in charge of it. Like you said, and we can decide what tasks we want to automate away. No one wants to do them and what tasks we maybe find value in. Now, well, I,
2: I feel like you kind of really just kind of um, made the point there just by using the word automate because like what is ai in that whole video in this conversation other than just like an, the next step in automation and just an extension of automation and you know the progression of that in the workplace and we've seen so much of that going on in numerous fields and has that made us any freer uh, automatically not to not to <laughs> you know pun not put, pun no pun intended <laughs> yeah. but like has that made us automatically freer has that made us automatically more economically equal no it hasn't so what would be the fucking difference between some robot arm on a conveyor belt or on some kind of like assembly line what's the difference between that and i don't know some kind of like robot farming a field there's not really a difference you know just by virtue of those things existing and becoming popular and dominating in the workplace it does not mean people are going to be freer and more economically equal just just because they're there when my okay but When when my husband in go ahead,
0: <laughs> in Grimes' defense, you're forgetting she said if done
2: properly. Yes, is, so if, if implemented do... properly, yes, right.
0: Which yeah, yeah you can't say that about literally any other speculative politics. You can say you know it's like <laughs> if imagine if this worked here, you know it would work then, obviously. Yeah,
2: no, I mean, I mean, that, like, you, that you clause could, you could is just say doing it in a lot of work. You could just say it about capitalism. You know, if if implemented right. properly capitalism would just fix everything so
0: yeah same with communism
2: sure Uh,
1: i mean if implemented properly i'm going to say capitalism would still be destroying the world
2: yeah i guess i guess you know what for what it is i think it's working as it's intended to so i i think i think this is the this could (laughs) be the proper function yeah (laughs) If it were implemented with attention to equality,
0: <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. Do you want to move on to our our, our musical subjects? Uh, sure. Because we have so much to talk about, I feel like I could do this for hours. That probably is too much for you, but uh So those
2: topics. I was I was all
0: going to say th- You go ahead. Th-
2: the first one that grabbed me was Lana Del Rey. Um, Great. Yeah. Is, is Lana Del Rey the vibe around here? I was kind of curious.
1: Critical support for Lana Del Rey.
0: It's extremely the vibe in my life. That's for I, sure.
3: I liked Ultraviolence and uh, Born to Die. i not. I haven't listened to anything since then.
1: I, I never liked her before. All right. I always thought she was cheesy and overproduced, and I just didn't really like the way her music sounded and her whole her whole deal uh and like the dumb shit that she said in interviews and then she put out a perfect album exactly at the time when i was having a lot of feelings and i listened to it over and over and over again even though there's a fucking sublime cover in the middle because she's a fucking troll uh so i begrudgingly like lana Del right now
2: yeah yeah, I mean, I I'm somebody who's been a harsh critic of hers for years, and um, I I think I think that she's turned a new leaf artistically, and that her music has kind of gotten more tasteful and thoughtful over the years. You know, especially on Norman Fucking Rockwell, and you know, oh, yeah. I thought Ke- I thought Chemtrails that's wasn't too one. bad either. That's the one. That's the one. I mean, that's that's the most glowing review she's gotten for me. And you know, I, and again, I'm somebody who beforehand was known as like the Lana hater, like that, <laughs> like you know. Lana avatars in my mentions at any time I did a review, just like all day, just like flaming me, flaming the shit out of me. Um, but yeah, and I just, you know, she kind of started appealing to me a little bit more and more with uh, each new record. And I think that she was kind of heading in a, you know, a, a positive direction. And uh, and Jack Antonoff, working with him, I think on Norman fucking Rockwell, really kind of focused things just on the pianos, the strings, the ballads. And I think that's where she's kind of strongest
1: so that's interesting you say that because the parts of her music that i still don't really like the parts that sound too expensive and too much like fun Mm dot you know like a just a bunch of fucking theater kids you throw a a fuck ton of money at them and that's what they create
2: Mm
1: -hmm. but i'm willing to forgive her for that yeah she knows what's in my head somehow
0: I think that the new tracks are pretty uh, simple, pretty flat, actually. I think they're really lacking in the complexity of Norman fucking Rockwell and the stuff before that, where there's kind of some interesting stuff going on in the production.
2: Like the three new ones that just came out?
0: Yeah, and uh, Chemtrails as well, I think is, you know, at at times it's like boringly simple. But I think that's kind of the charm of what she's doing now. She's just churning out these kind of confessional, her poetry book, and then Chemtrails, and then... She's just writing three new songs, I guess, about, like, going to Texas for a couple months. I don't know if she moved there. Um, and so she's kind of just using her career as, a, as like, a live journal. Uh, and, the you know, the lyrics aren't of a much higher level than a live journal post. You know, she's nostalgic for her old character um, and all of the the pop star pretensions. But I think she's just being herself now, and I'm kind of here for it.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I, don't I like know. it. How much you like Lana Del Rey, Andy? Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I, mean, I I agree with some of uh, what you're saying about um, chemtrails because it, it it is a record that's a little all over the place in terms of like what how complex certain songs are, what certain songs are trying to achieve. You know, case in point, like White Dress. Like, there's no other song on the record that sounds like that. The vocal performance on that track is so unique and and so interesting to me. I love that track. Um, but uh, you know, beyond that, there's some songs that feel like Rockwell songs, but super stripped back. There are other tracks where she's kind of taking weird risks that don't necessarily pan out. And I have no idea what's happening with the blue banisters stuff, but, you know, as, as you were kind of saying, they do feel a little diaristic. And in a way the instrumentals, especially on that one that was so synth heavy, it feels almost ambient. Like there's not a whole lot of structure to it. And the whole point is really just to kind of just tell a story or ramble or just kind of be off the top of your head, which, I mean, there's such a precedent for that sort of thing. I mean, uh, rambler supreme mark kozilek sun kill Moon is put but how many records where he's just like literally just drawing on and on and on about like i saw a cat outside i ate this for <laughs> breakfast i fucking did this i did that i watched a boxing match on tv so I guess, I guess why the fuck not
1: but if one of the things you're rambling about in your stream of consciousness is oh yeah uh, black lives matter happened oh, do my know. God. Make, you fucking, might make people angry. But she said she me. was
0: saying she was cheering black. She was saying it, and it, uh, and there's an allusion to Paul Robeson in there. Old Man River. Is this no good? You know, maybe she's not the most eloquent supporter of Black Lives Matter. But why would we expect that from her?
1: She's so problematic.
0: <laughs> um, can we talk about the other our other problematic topic for the evening?
2: Uh, Morrissey boy. Well, I was oh, going to say, some, pe- some people consider Lana Del Rey like the Morrissey of this generation. I could see mm. that. Oh, my
1: god.